Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, happy new week to everybody. Chuck Bonningo, Julie Hayden. Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. I'm going to start off the show with the Texas standoff continues. Um, I I would say it's fair to say Texas called Biden administration's bluff, and they're pretending like they didn't ever said it. They were like, let us into the park or or else we'll do something terrible, terrible, terrible. And Texas said, okay, well, we're not going to. Um, And so, so there you have it. But over the weekend, the Border Patrol Union wrote a letter basically sort of kind of supporting Texas. So we called our friend, El Paso County Vice Chair, um, Republican Party Vice Chair, Todd Watkins, who used to be a former or a Border Patrol agent. So Todd, thank you for the show. Just to give us a perspective on all of this. Okay, so thanks for having me. Hello, Chuck. Hello, Julie. Um, So can, can we first agree that Securing two and a half miles of border does precious little to actually secure the border. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> yes. This is, this is true. So, so it is it is imperative that we understand. I think that if we, as we deconstruct the problem, the big the biggest offender, the biggest issue with our border crisis is policy. It's yeah. policy and it's the will, the will to enforce law. We have the ability to force to enforce it. We have the laws. We do not need Congress to act. That is complete and utter BS. You don't need uh, any sort of legislative action. Title eight has more than enough authority to to give around to to the president, secretaries, secretaries of secretaries and assistant regional managers of whatever to involve along the border, especially regards to immigration. So Texas seizing that park, Shelby Park, um is it's a it's a political act of defiance right operationally it's not going to do anything they're just going to go around you i i've throughout my career we had uh you know bad things happen on certain stretches of uh of border you know most notably an agent was murdered you know a few yards north of the fence and uh this is in san diego county and we shut down you know, a couple of uh, zones, a, a, a whole couple of zones of border fence, knowing that it would put pressure on those criminal organizations that claimed that turf to, uh, you know, cough up the bad guy, basically. Right. We right. Nothing was going to get through. Nothing was going to go past. Us. You couldn't get a rabbit across the line okay. without us knowing. <clears throat> but it was done to to uh, get an answer from the bad guys that operated there. Okay. All the traffic, all that traffic just went one side or the other. Right. You're not going to see the numbers decrease, um, not an appreciable operational impact there. So 
with the National Guard, Texas calling in the guard there, they've secured that park. Um, we can get in, we can discuss later if you want, if they're if they're actually capturing illegal aliens here or not, but that's irrespective of the political battle that uh, Greg Abbott has engaged uh, against the Biden administration here. <clears throat> so when the union, the Border Patrol union, believe it or not, for your listeners out there, the Border Patrol has a union and it's not just an association or or a, a, a group of, uh, you know, Border Patrol a- activists. It's an actual collective bargaining agent okay. uh, uh, organization. So when they came out and said, listen, all this fake news about, you know, there's going to be gunplay between the U.S. Border Patrol and Texas National Guard and the U.S. Border Patrol is going to go in there and tear things up and arrest people. That's absolutely not going to happen. There's tremendous respect between the boots on the ground, because that's who the union represents, the boots right. on the ground line agents and te- and the Texas uh, personnel, officials, whether it be uh, state state police or, or the guard. Mutual respect. We're not going to do anything to them. That's, that's great. They're following their lawful orders we're following our lawful orders and we're not going to uh cause a a showdown or a shootout with them or anything like that it sounds great except that at what point was the union going to uh come out and honestly say that actually our orders are anything but lawful and we should not be following them right right so that's what that 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 would be a pretty big step issue i had with (laughs) well and you're and yeah and you i I, I mean the Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, but I mean, you raised so many good points in that. I mean, and, and, you know, exactly. The bigger part is that the, uh, it's political defiance. And I think it's great because it's making the Biden administration yes. look bad. Maybe let me talk about that a little bit, too. And I do think, although yeah, yeah. the Border Patrol um, Union letter um, d- didn't, you know, could have gone way farther and been way more specific and way more helpful. It still all serves though to undercut Biden, which is good because it puts a Biden administration. So what are they going to do now? Right. You kind of have the Border Patrol saying FBI. Yeah. Well, bring in the killer in FBI. Yeah. The FBI. Well, yeah. And Biden talks about federalizing the Texas National Guard. So is he going to, you know, federalize all of the National Guards? That's not going to go over very well. And they've already got replacement people for them already down there there i said yeah we've already got our own people down there so they're federalized and great but do you want let me back you up todd and so just so people understand because what so you're a border patrol agent and you were what what like do you like drive around all day i mean what what would you smoking dope yeah 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 you know no no so what do you go into taco shops and yeah So what do the Border Patrol agents do? And then the second part of that is, and what is the Biden administration not allowing them to do anymore? So what the so when when I was in the Border Patrol um, and when I was, you know, boots on the ground guy, we uh, we responded to ground sensors, uh, uh, camera observations. Hey, there's a group that crossed the border over in you know named area that we understood, and, and you'd go and you'd either get in front of them or get behind them and chase them and and catch them. And back in those days, illegal aliens they ran from you because they didn't want you to <laughs> catch them because because then you'd send them back into Mexico or wherever they came from. Right. What is happening now is there the these groups of illegal aliens 
are coming in by the hundreds, by the thousands, and they're running to us, or they're just sitting there and waiting for us to go get them. So there, there's no more trying to get away. And the reason that they that they are waiting for us is because they know that they will be paroled into the country. And this is uh, this is the really big ingredients the main ingredient of our woes right now is this parole uh the biden administration is essentially paroling everybody into the country because they make a credible fear claim this is the well they're asking they're claiming asylum technically legally they're making a credible fear claim to then to then bring uh an asylum request before an immigration judge uh, to and it's a defensive claim of asylum to protect against b- being removed from the country. So it's so, it's that parole. It's sort of uh, a, Mayorkas like a, is just paroling everybody. everybody. So so when we see- and I assume that's that's pursuant to the presidential right to pardon anybody who wants. Is that the? Pre- I think they just had their court cases. No, now like it's, it's entirely. No, he's paroling. They're, he's giving them. He's oh. giving them a you know presidential pardon in in some sense. No. no no, Chuck, it's it's uh it's in Title Eight. There there are okay. a couple ways that somebody who is uh, who is otherwise inadmissible doesn't have permission to come into the country. Where the uh, uh, Secretary of Homeland Security used to be the Attorney General back when we were under DOJ, uh, could you could parole someone into the country? Okay. And the most co- the most common uh, examples I saw of that was. If somebody was a material witness to a smuggling event, they would mm-hmm. get a parole to stay to testify, and then they throw them out. <laughs> so when the people, so when we see the pictures of these hundreds, thousands of people just kind of you know walking through the hole in the fence, uh-huh. right? Um, and so then they march. What up, fence? Well, uh, well, so, but they even they cut the wire, and you were seeing people. You're right, fence. I use it, but usually there's like a hole. They're not just they're flooding across. But, and it depends on there's places where there are no. Fences and all, they're just... Well, but what I mean, though, is they're kind of following a trail, I guess uh, what I'm getting at. So yeah. do they then, Todd, go... Does that trail, basically, they just follow the leader, like a Pied Piper, till they get to a U.S. Border Patrol place, and then U.S. Border Patrol agents, do they process them? Do the people just... Like, when do they get want... the credit cards and, and Obama yeah, yeah. phones? But, I mean, how does that... How does that actually... And they get their, regi- you know, voter registration. Voter registration. And... Um, how does... Do all of those thousands of people do that, or do some of them just go off into the neighborhoods like we saw there in La Jolla? I mean, how does that actually work once they get into the country? So the ones that are surrendering, which is probably, you know, 90% of what you're seeing is of the, the whole universe of illegal aliens that are coming in. I bet somewhere around, you know, between 80 and 90% are just surrendering. If they're following a trail, they're following a trail that goes to a road because there's border patrol trucks up there. Uh, Some great examples are in Hacumba, California, or over in Lukeville, Arizona. They're they're coming through the the smuggling groups have cut parts of the the bollard fence. They climb through and they just walk to where there are some tents set up. And uh, in a couple of gathering places, agents will go down there, pick up as many as they can, drive them up to a to a processing temporary processing place that I've seen. That's it looks like it's out near uh, State Highway 85 in Arizona by 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 Lukeville, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, roll their fingerprints, uh, take take their photo, and create the record of an inadmissible uh, deportable alien, the 213, and uh, then they'll go up 
to another more well-equipped uh, processing area. <clears throat> and depending on how busy it is, uh, they usually will issue them, do an expedited removal, or in some cases, they might be giving them a, an actual notice to appear, which is a, different than an expedited removal. But it doesn't matter. They We check the box that says if you're fear to return to your uh, home country, uh, then that triggers the credible fear hearing. Now, here's where the parole comes in. After that, we would give them to ICE, and ICE would then take them to the next phase of this, uh, of the, of the immigration uh, system for hearings. And when we process them for an expedited removal, uh, they're supposed to be detained. If they claim credible fear, even if it's just a notice to appear, they're supposed to be detained until that credible fear hearing. Right. Right. But this is where the parole comes in. So and so right and so now they're just being released and I well, as I understand you know, the government in order to get the parole you have to call them up ahead of time and tell them you're coming. No, they, they, they've got this no. whole thing. What? They're not denying any of it. That that's that's nice. That's, the CBP one app where you schedule to come yeah. up to a port of entry and be processed right. in for a credible fear hearing and then paroled into the country. Right. Yeah, sure. There you can you can count count some of that. They're still inadmissible, but the ones coming through the fence is doing the same thing. There there's really no. Um, I, I would say there, there's no benefit to one vice the other. They're right. being released no matter what. Uh, if you've seen some of these videos, uh, I forget who there's a one or two people on on Twitter that are that have been uh, kind of following this. Uh, it's an NGO facility, and I forget the name of the NGO. There's probably hundreds of NGOs involved in this sure. where sure. they have I would call it the you know maybe the second or third uh, step along this uh, this process where they're housing them for a few days and that's where they're getting, you know, the debit cards and the phones and, uh, uh, you know, all the, all, right. all that other, you know, accoutrement that, yeah. that they're getting paid by the federal government to do this anyway. And then they get shipped out to that, wherever. That, that's they're when they get to, to come to Denver. Yeah. That's when they ship can they come to Denver. Denver then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we get, can we yeah. help yeah. our economy to grow, yeah. to prosper with <laughs> with some additional hardworking folks. And am I right? Yeah. too, just to get back to one of the human trafficking parts of it, um, and then so you can claim you can wander in there with like seven kids and say they're all yours, and there there's not there's not they're not even pretending to do any kind of DNA sampling or testing, not, right? Right? Yeah, they just we're so, not we're not doing that. So the way, so let me see if I, so the way it used to work is you would come across, you would get chased by the U.S., by the Border Patrol agents. You'd have some fun doing that. And then you would be yeah. detained and then you would hardly ever get the, um, the, the, the asylum sort of claim. Um, and then they'd send you to an Correct. ICE facility and they would deport you. Now, a lot of them obviously crossed over mm-hmm. anyway, but at least it was a little harder. Now they just come across, they uh-huh. take the road, you know, the yellow brick road up to the border patrol thing. Everybody makes this claim. The Biden administration has told them, this is what you need to do. We're not ever going to check. We're releasing you into the country. You'll have a hearing like literally 15 years from now. Um, if we even it's have you right now. It is six yeah. Years. Um, and then, right. so then, um, that, that's- well, uh, obviously, our immigration system is broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> a little bit. 
It's it's as I understand it, uh, Senator Langford from from Oklahoma has been working with Christian Cinema and and um, who oh uh, Mr. Dodd is it Dodd uh, Chris yeah, I think it's Dodd. Um, to come up to help us come up with the whole thing the president can sign that'll <laughs> See, solve this right I mean because. <clears throat> I mean, you know, we've got to solve this, right? <laughs> it's solved from the Democrats' point so, of view. But the thing is, Title VIII, uh, Title VIII, uh, Section 1103, and I forget which subsection paragraph, actually assigns to the Secretary of Homeland Security, gives him the authority and the duty to guard the border and to hire as many people as he needs to do that. So that's that's his statutory responsibility is to actually guard the border. And then if you go to uh, Title VIII, sec- uh, Section um, 1182, it actually defines the illegal, illegal inadmissible alien. Does, it define, crossing- does, it, does it define guard? Yeah, now, yeah. Guarding it, <laughs> letting him through and helping him on their way, <laughs> escorting him up. That's a way of guarding, guarding the border in its own little uh, semantic way. Yeah, I, 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 have a, I have a feeling Congress is going to, in their articles of impeachment, they disagree with that analysis. Right, right. But, but he ain't going to get, well, he may get impeached, but he ain't going to get convicted. He get it convicted, yeah. It's going to suck to be a border patrol agent then, right? I mean, there wasn't, I mean, what do they do all day? Just drive alien, illegal aliens back and yeah. forth to processing centers, basically? Oh, oh yeah, you got a, bu- a bunch of, you know, crusty retired guys like me. I, I'm not as, I'm not, I don't have the artistic ability to do this, but I've seen several challenge coins that, you know, you know, uh, uh, Operation Endless Transport, Operation Processing Eternity, you know, where the picture of a Border Patrol agent completely worn down at a keyboard, you know, loading aliens into a van, changing diapers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's there, become there, a border concierge surface. Uh, yeah. Well, Mayorkas was interviewed by, I think it was it was a senator, um, Josh Hawley. And, and he said, yeah. are all these border agents being taken off cases in which they're supposed to be getting fentanyl and and all the other things and being shipped down to the border in order to do sandwiches uh for the refugees and they got we use basically we use literally this woman was a you know a whistleblower said that's what i'm doing right now i'm making sandwiches for the for the refugees that we're very proud of our people and the job they do um I'm sure they are, and I bet I bet they make a mean Italian hoagie by now. You know, maybe, yeah, they're kind maybe of. Maybe I should look at a, getting rehired, <laughs> well, huh? <laughs> well, and and Beck and Jacek, that's a really good point. So, Todd, yeah, theoretically, one would um, be searching these people for fentanyl. For like, who was that guy who was like a terrorist who was telling that reporter, "You'll find out who I am soon enough." That I mean, trying to figure out, find those people, you know. Do, but they aren't doing anything like that anymore then. Is that basically right? Well, so to, to that guy, I believe um, the the Internet consensus of that is an Azerbaijani uh, Islamic radical guy who did time in his prison in Azerbaijan. And I think they came up with the name of Samadov. I forget what the first name was. But that's something I would like to see, you know, Josh Hawley ask um uh, my orcas is you know who was that guy 
did did he hit? Was there a match? Did you come up with a name in uh, in TSDB, the terror screening database? What Is kind that, of sandwich uh, did they feed you? Yeah. Was it a good sandwich? Well, yeah. yeah. The guy <laughs> Pastrami? Saying, I mean, yeah. We used to do years ago stories with um, Mike Rebow, um, who was in ICE, and he would he would talk about what you're talking about. And he this was when the abuse of the whole parole thing was was just starting. And he said mm-hmm. – one of the biggest problems you have is he said, these people, they don't, they're not coming across with their passport and two forms of ID in their library card, nope. right? So you could come in. I mean, I could no. be, you know, Osama bin Laden and I could say, I'm Osama bin, you know, I mean, you just make your name up and there's no way. I mean, I could imagine yep. if you're the border patrol thing, you've got, I mean, it's like, like, like a nightmare standing in line at the grocery store, right? When you look and you see the endless line of grocery yes. carts behind you. Yeah. I mean, if you're the border patrol agent. Yeah. I mean that you've got thousands of people trying to get through, right? I mean, they can't, there's no way they could check well, that kind uh, of stuff. So, you everybody gets fingerprinted, photographed, and and then booked into a IAFIS, which is the Integrated Automated Fingerprint Identification System, and it ties to NCIC and all the immigration. So you get criminal, and you get immigration, and then there's a couple other. Uh, databases that are connected into this also that may or may not have classified nexuses. But if, um, if they're in a U.S. database, we'll find it. If they were put in an internet, if a U.S. database, you you can, you could go with some comfort of knowing that we'll probably find it. If it's a name and date of birth only, it might take a little bit, a little bit longer. Uh, but the, if their fingerprints were rolled by Americans, uh, you know, police here in this country and may they may or may not have been rolled by American forces overseas someplace, uh, it'll hit. But with as much that is going in right now, the system is very bogged down, very slow. You may not get that hit for 48, 72, 96 hours later after they're down the road. Right. They're so, down the then. Well, and there's nothing yeah. preventing them either from, I mean, I can imagine that a lot of them do want to go through the processing because like you said, then you get to go to the NGO and you get your cell phone and, you yeah, know, your, your lottery ticket and all that kind of stuff. But if you have reason to, I mean, we've seen there's nothing really anyone can do because the border patrol agents are so busy processing, running their concierge service that if, if you know, 20 or 30 people just decide well, we're just going to walk into, you know, El Paso or something like that. I mean, there's nothing yeah. really stopping them, right? And then they can well, just well, you, you, mean, want, you want your Obama. As, well, yeah. It's as, as long as so the ones if you've never encountered uh US authorities, then yeah, sure, just walk in, right? Which right. is gonna be, you know, the vast majority of this population is just gonna walk in because they've never encountered US authorities before. Right. If you've got a criminal record, if say you were captured by an American task force as a, you know, jihadi terrorist over somewhere in the sandbox, maybe you don't want to encounter U.S. authorities here. So maybe now we'll we'll go to the La Jolla beach landing. Right. So. Right. Please understand it's called the it's called the boat is called a ponga it's a little fishing boat they rent them down in rosarito which is where like almost all of these pongas they launch from rosarito there or between tijuana and rosarito and um 
they're just a, sh- a shallow draft outboard right. motor um, fishing boat, some 20, 30 feet long, depending on, you know, who you're renting it from. They've been doing that guys since, for like 20 years, uh, r- running up, running North. I, I, I know that there are some that have landed as far North as like Ventura. Um, wow. Well, does the border patrol astounding to me, the yeah. border patrol get the boat and return it to the rental place yeah. in Rosalita? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if we'd say, hey, you, I think this washed ashore. <laughs> We're just looking for the owner um, <laughs> down, down in Mexico. Yeah. So the I I will say that has got to be the most treacherous way to cross the border I can think of. Uh, we got one that landed like, I think it was like Carlsbad or Cardiff, Cardiff, um, you know, north 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 end of San Diego County, <clears throat> and there was a GPS that was on board. You know, a bunch of gasoline in the in the hull because they they had to refuel it on underway, and uh, that thing went out seventy miles to sea, Whoa. seventy miles out into the Pacific Ocean before it turned and came in. Uh, you know, to the coast. Right. I can't I can't imagine that trip. No. Um, the Pacific Ocean. Oh my God, that's that's yeah. got to be terrifying. So for that group that landed at, at La Jolla, if the all if if that that was Plan B, why didn't they take Plan A of walk through the fence and wait for your sandwich? That's a good point. Um, That's a really good point. Those so, are bad people so, there. Otherwise, why are they yeah, doing? Who the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. You're right. It's like if you could. Well, let me. But you know, Todd wanted to because we just have a few more minutes with you to bring this up. Fortunately, yeah. Jared Polis, our, our beloved governor, mm. is on Twitter talking about how concerned he is oh, about all of oh, this, totally. and and he's yeah. urging, I think, Biden to. I'm not sure. Get that bill signed. But you have a better idea that you have suggested <laughs> or you're putting a letter out for Governor Polis. Do you want to tell us about that? Which has a high likelihood. Join with the other more American governors and send your National Guard and, uh, and state police down to Texas and make this stand and force Biden to enforce the laws that are already on the books. Yeah. There's an idea. There's an idea. That's that. It's that simple. Right. You don't need a deal. That deal was made back in 1986, and again in 1990 something. There. That's the laws are already there. You don't need nothing else. Well, you need more money because I know Mayor. I mean, Denver schools now have a 17 million dollar shortfall because of all the illegal alien kids. Denver Health Medical Center is going to go bankrupt because. Not that we're complaining. No, no, not not that we're we're complaining. All no. we want is a little notice so we can get get out the, uh, the homeless, NGOs. And... The homeless people are upset because they're getting well, kicked out of place. So, yeah, the yeah. homeless people are getting screwed yeah. by all of this. I mean, does it, having done this all your life, to me, does it, does it, I don't know, but what's it like to sit there and watch all of these people pretend like the, the problem, which is all of the people coming across the border illegally, which, as you said, we already have lost to fix. Instead, they're all wringing their hands trying to find more money so that they can get more money to deal with it. So I came up with an idea back back when they were still running from us. A couple of stations I worked at, we you know the vast majority of our activity was was drugs. We caught a lot of a lot of dope, and I thought, you know what? They were talking about you know back in the Obama days, you know the uh, what was it uh, sequestration? You know because we we're, right, right. I thought, well, this is easy. We're I mean we catch tons of dope, you know, daily, weekly. 
Why don't we just sell it back to the cartels? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Are we, are we all sell now? It, now we have to give it to Denver sell, Public Schools and they can sell it yeah. to subsidize sell, the Denver sell, Health Medical yeah. Center. A little marijuana sell shop the right there. And we'll, Denver we'll Medical. chase it and catch it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just and maybe just everyone can keep it. And now with bitcoins and cryptocurrency, you can just you can just leave the dope sitting there, right? Yeah. yeah. Just have a look. Your you know your government um, safe injection center, fentanyl, right. everything. The whole oh, that's it. Get that retail yeah. price. Don't don't. You'd have to sell it back to the cartel <laughs> at, at low prices. But get the retail price. Jared Jer- Jared Jared could take all the seized narcotics and undercut the the street slingers and yeah. sell for you know yeah. pennies on the dollar. That's right. There you go. There you go. Well, so now that's we'll have them. We'll just tell them that we don't need any stinking, stinking um, thing. Well, do you see just a final question for you? So if Trump gets elected, which hope to God he does, how fast can this be? Because I imagine there's a certain amount of PR, right? These people are coming across because they know we're going to let them in. Um, And I mean, is this the kind of thing? Because it seems to me it could be turned around pretty darn quickly, really. Well, they opened the floodgates pretty quickly. Yeah. (laughs) And parole. Right. (laughs) Go go, go back, follow the law on uh, credible fear and asylum and parole. And uh, which I wish... Trump would have turned around those policies when he was in the first time because it was Obama that did that. <laughs> um, but so and uh, basically you tell uh, we, we AMLO. Uh, right. Lopez Obrador, Arturo, right. something the Lopez. tell him, guess what? Yeah. Uh, we're sending Lottie Dottie. Everybody is going back to Mexico. Right. And if I hear a peep out of you, I'm going to I'm going to tariff everything coming across so much that you will become the failed state that you really are. Um, <laughs> everything, everything goes back into Mexico. We push everything back into Mexico that remain into Mexico. Uh, they, that should actually get codified into law. Of course, you know, you have to Mexico has to agree. But I think we have enough leverage to tell them, you know, the, the party's over, there. kids. We're it. going back to what we were doing. We're, we're, we're pushing every, everybody that is currently that we ha- currently have detained right now for the few hours that we've got them. We're loading them up into buses and sending them back through the fence. Why, why not and, deport uh, the entire that, population of California back into lower California? Just, <laughs> yeah. just move the into Do an Israeli kind of a Gaza deal. We just push absolutely everybody south. Right. Well, and, and you, so you would do that. Yeah. And, and then again, now, some of the blue cities wouldn't cooperate, but you start taking away the benefits, right? They're coming here for the benefits, but you can't yeah. blame them. Uh-huh. Um, and if you say, no, you're not going to get, you're not going to get a cell phone. You're going to probably sit in an ICE detention facility. It's not going to be that fun. Um, you know, we're not going to fly you anywhere. Uh, you know, you're, it's, it's going to be bad. Um, then people will quit coming. Well, yeah, it's you, you make it, you, you take the pull factor out of it, right? right? right. Um, so, yeah, the blue cities we can deal with. That's a little. I think that's a a couple of steps further. As a end parole, push everybody back and cut the funding to the NGOs. You guys are done. Yes, yes, and exactly. uh, and then then you can start dealing with the ones that have already been shunted off into you know Denver, Chicago, New York, all that sort of stuff. 
Um, then it, it gets, I mean, this is a longer conversation for right. how do you get rid of the 20 million that are here yeah. now already? So, right. but that's, that's a longer conversation, but immediately, yeah, you can just start refusing them at the border and anybody that's there right now, we're, we're pushing them across. You're pushing not getting paroled in. Yeah. You're not getting paroled in. You're got, getting nothing, you know, do this the easy way or the hard way, walk back through, or, you know, we're going to get a slingshot and <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Todd, you have been, people love you. I don't know if you're seeing this on the, on the chat section. People are saying, great. No, 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 no. I, I don't. <laughs> all right. Hey, listen, Thanks, Todd. thank you for your appreciate perspective it. on that. I really appreciate sure. it. All right. Thank yeah, of you. course guys. Todd right. Watkins there. The, we have him on, like we need to have a special Todd Watkins. Segment. Watkins the yeah. Watkins. Session. Watkins hour. Yeah. <laughs> he's the uh, vice of El Paso County, but a former border patrol person. Well, I think he's absolutely Oh, right. did you see it? There's a wonderful thing. You can go on CNN and, and get Dana Bash with uh, Christy Noem. Mm-hmm. And, and Christy Noem says, you know, the bill coming up, is a travesty. And, and, and Dana Bash said, wait a minute. These very conservative Texas senators like John Cornyn want it, and it'll solve the problem. And it'll be and she and, and Christy Noam is great. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean, so and so some of the comments from Jim Jackson, aren't they supposed to get asylum from the first country they reach from their home country? Yes. Yeah. First safe country. Yes, yeah. Uh, but they don't they don't really look at that. Um from Charlene, it's it's a global relocation program. All the mistakes are features, not bugs. Exactly, Charlene. The churches make money processing illegal criminals and they turn a blind eye. Oh yeah, they get grants. I mean, all these NGOs. I mean, these are the people who are organizing the whole oh, thing, yeah. right? You can see and it's being organized on social media. Hey, but- can you imagine what the Border Patrol agents, newly hired Border Patrol agents are like? I mean, will they be great? They'll be fully, fully <laughs> trannies and cross-dressed, and they'll be great. Well, and, you know, Todd made a great point. I think on the show Friday, we played the La Jolla video, and I hadn't even, I didn't know, where he said, no, that's a really dangerous truck. It's like, it, if yeah. you're going in that way, yeah. there's a, you've got a good reason for, yeah, for right. avoiding the easy yeah, way. Which So that's like, so we should be concerned about that, right? Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, hey, rather than another topic here, too, I wanted to talk about today is, um, you know, Biden, once again, we're at, in World War Three in Israel, Yemen, um, Jordan, Syria. I mean, everywhere, the whole Middle East. Right. And now we've got um, drone, a drone attack. Um, um, I guess Iranian sponsored. I mean, whose drone was it? Do we know that? Yes, exactly. OK. It's Not ours. Drone, Not ours. Syrian drone. Yeah. Japanese drone. <laughs> Just we mistakenly thought so. A, a Oops, drone, a drone mistake. attack. There is, it's like a base. Um, yeah, well, we got we have 106 bases around the world. This is the you know, if you look at all the bases we have around the world, this one's not there, right? Yes, well, you know, it's there. One, well, yeah. <laughs> so it got drone attacked, you know, it's not there, but anyway, so three, um, several people were injured, three American uh, soldiers, 25 wounded, and then three killed, three were killed, three were killed by this drone. And apparently, and Iran says, Oh, don't blame us. It's like, Oh, no. no. And as, again, as we talked about with Robert Spencer, the thing to remember is so the Biden administration. Administration, Obama gave Iran all of this money, so Iran can now turn around and give all of the money to the terrorist organizations, which shoot at us, and then we have to spend money to fight back, and so we give more money to Iran, and then Iran says, hey, don't, don't blame us. Um, but apparently it's even worse in this case. Even worse. Yeah, apparently, because one would say, well, one thing, somebody I was reading there said, the, the, these drones are like $30,000, so that's a lot of money. I mean, they've been sending tons of them Well, over. you'll be happy to know the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle 
has its own room. That's right. But not a $30,000. It's about $1,000. That's right. Um, but so we will stay out of missile range. But we're sending a million dollar missiles to shoot them down. But apparently, we thought the reason it got through, it was like, how could it have gotten through? Because we thought it was one of ours. Now, it's not clear the why flag we on it. that. The drones are pretty small. <laughs> well, these are big ones. Yeah. The, the, the Iranians put like an American <laughs> flag on it. So we thought it was our. It said made in America. <laughs> so we thought it was ours or something like that. But 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 the point, though, is Oops. is. Biden, the Biden administration policies, and I and I believe Charlene, as you said, this is not a bug. This is a feature. They want chaos. They want they want war. They want all of this stuff going on. Um, I mean, this is a, a direct result of the complete weak policies in the Middle East. What you say? Deliberate. Well, deliberate. Strong. Deliberate. Pro international. We're not isolationists. Yeah. We're fighting for democracy wherever it may arise. Representative Mike Waltz was on Fox. He's on the Armed Services Committee. Oh, and, and okay. It's a great point saying, saying this is exactly what the Biden administration has designed and Iran knows this. So if we could please play the Representative Mike Waltz soundbite. Get the message to stop that Biden thought hmm. that they got. Uh, what the message that they've received is, yes, they're in a proxy war with us. Uh, they are unleashing their militias not just on Israel, but on us and on global shipping through the Houthis. And they've gotten the message loud and clear that they can get away with it. And not only can they get away with it, uh, that to the extent we do respond, it'll be feckless. I've talked to soldiers Mm. out in the field and to commanders that are out in the Middle East right now. We're bombing empty warehouses in the middle of the night so that the administration can check the box to look like they're doing something in response but they are still beholden to this appeasement strategy when it comes to Iran. And you heard the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mm -hmm. C.Q. Brown, if you listen very carefully, whether it's Kirby, whether it's him, whether it's the president, they end every statement of we're going to defend ourselves, but we don't want this thing to spread. And what Iran hears from that is, well, we can let's let's take it to the next level and see what we can get away with next time. And now we have three dead service members because of it, that many of us have been warning, yes. you one of, eventually one of these missiles, one of these drones are going to get through. And when you're trying to play defense constantly, rather than punching back in a meaningful way, uh, this, this so, blood is on this administration's hands. Yeah, I would agree. And, and they don't care, though, right? I mean, the, the administration. Well, what can they do now? Now, you've got, you've got the, the uh, Lindsey Graham solution, which is hit them hard and hit them where it hurts. Um, which means what? Which means what? Because are we going to hit Qatar? Are we going to hit Iran? I mean, who, who exactly well, are we going to hit? He's saying Iran. He's saying, saying, you know, but wipe yeah. out their nuclear facilities, wipe out their oil bases, wipe out all of that. Um, and then the, the... Well, that would need... We need to buy a lot of weapons from defense contractors for that then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. And then Iran... It's Russia and China. They might just get into it. So we'd need even more stuff there. Yeah, that's, like, that's a good idea, Lindsay. Yeah. Well, Lindsay's always good for, for trying to start World War III. Um, so there really is very little they can do. I mean, honestly, they can kind of, okay, we'll bomb, bomb, bomb away. And, and you know, once they let the cat out of the bag, which is giving them all their money... Um, well, they're going to keep giving them money, right? I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. that's just start, like with the border. That's just start there. That's just stop giving Iran money. 
Right. No. Let's let's put those sanctions back in place. Let's do all that kind of stuff. No. Um, this is um for Charlene. Ukraine was a proxy war to go after Russia. Israel is a proxy war to go after Iran. Yeah, but I think though I'm um, Charlene. And Taiwan will be a proxy war to go after. But we don't. China. But we don't really want to go after Iran. We want to. I mean. It's, oh yes, we do. Um, and then Leo says, Julie, I thought all the U.S. drones were made in China. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> you said made in China. So they said it's ours. It must be ours then. And then Jim, it actually happened in Syria. Jordan is claiming that. And we do have troops on the border and in Syria. And then from Charlene, sometimes I wonder if wars aren't the ruling class's way of managing populations. Sad how easy they get the peasants to buy into it. Um, yeah, you got to wonder about that going on in Ukraine, right? If you're in Ukraine, um, at a certain point, I think people just start saying no. But again, this is the Biden, this is one of those things like the border thing that was avoidable. Didn't happen under Donald Trump, right? It was it was avoidable. If you if Iran knows and if all the number one, if you quit sending them money, then they don't have money to spend on all of the missiles for the terrorist organizations. Um, the terrorist organizations, I mean, they had a ship, and I mean, everything is like is a victory for them, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's a moral victory. They hit. I mean, you know, you saw pic. Or I've seen pictures. They're targeting ships still in the Red Sea, um, you know, so that's going to hit all of us because now the shipping routes are longer, right? Um, but Biden, I think they want that as well. Um, and sooner or later, I think just like with this drone was going to get through, one of those missiles is going to hit something that matters to us, right? But the Biden administration- what matters to us? <laughs> other than some, than a cargo ship, right? That it's like, well, it wasn't our cargo ship, so we don't care. But I mean, although I guess part of the problem though too is I think the Navy is like, yeah, we don't actually have that many ships out there. We're not really totally ready anymore, right? Well, now they, they, they've got to go to bases to refuel and they have some to resupply them out there, but you can't have too many ships out there because there's not enough to refuel them and recargo them and, right. and it's expensive. Right. Not that that matters, of course. <laughs> but well, and, and again, the question is, is why did we think it was ours? Was this incompetence and some sort of DEI thing? Yeah. Was had the Iranians sort of like captured one of our drones and re-engineered it, right? And, and sort of uh, hacked it so that our, because I, I got to imagine, although this is maybe silly of me, that it's not like there's some guy with some binoculars, like looking out there and going, oh, there's a drone coming in. And then says, oh, it's like- Let it in, let it in, get closer. I'm assuming that there's some sort of, I don't electronic, know, electronic uh, signal that, you know, like that, that beeps and turns <laughs> green or something and says it's ours. Not so with then, our new army and Navy. Now that they're fully engaged in a diverse work. <laughs> diversity is our strength. It's just- <laughs> just identified. That's right. And this is from Leo. Julia, 12-year-old, brought the drone, the drone from Best Buy. Exactly. Exactly. And then he just kind of hacked into it. So now we think it's ours. Um, so we've got that. We got that. Another good thing going on. That's not a good thing. Another good thing going on, though, the French farmers. We talked about that with Robert Spencer. Yeah, last we're talking week. about the German farmers, but now the French farmers and the construction workers and everybody else are clogging up all of Oh, of Paris. Right. They're uh, blocking all the entrances to get into Paris, protesting all the green energy stuff. You know, right? After the 1958 uprising, the 68 uprisings, you know, they, they redid the French Constitution. So almost all the power is in the president, you know, with some exceptions, but but almost all the power is in the, in, in the president. Um, and he's elected for five years. And so. Macron is in there till 2027, and it, there's nothing, to, no way really to get him out. So, doesn't make his life miserable, though. 
Well, he's not going to be in Paris. But he doesn't care. He's he's like, he's he's going to go to Canada with his friend Justin Trudeau. Yeah, that's right. But but kind of tying in with that, too, though, is reading an interesting column in Politico. Now, they were making this sound like it's a bad thing. But apparently, (laughs) all of, like... The trade, the the president's trade team people have quit because they're supposed to be engaging in all of these trade negotiations with other countries, and they have a lengthy green agenda checklist that they have to go through, right? Mm-hmm. And all the other countries are like saying, "Yeah, well, screw that. Actually, we're not we're not going to actually do that. We're going to talk about doing it, but we're not going to actually do that." And they are frustrated, Chuck. They're frustrated. They're, frustrated. Well, they're also they say worker. Uh, centric. They're making sure that jobs come back to middle America. Right. That hasn't worked out too much, no. but they're working hard on it. They're working hard. But people are, other countries are like, it's great to talk about this green stuff, but now we've got the farmers blocking all of the roads into Paris. It's kind of a hassle. We can't afford our heating oil. I, I, you know, I, I mean, so the, the, the green thing is sort of falling apart. You've got Ford every, not every day, but Ford saying, yeah, we're not making EV f-150s anymore like <laughs> i could have told you that That's like... wants them. all these bus fleets they have in the cities work. it doesn't work and then it gets cold and then it's still yeah, done. then it works even less it can't go up the mountain so so the, a... the green thing they're going to keep pushing it is kind of falling apart That's zero. and the finally well there's a little bit more time than finally but chuck slandered me on and libel and she couldn't even find the virgin atlantic i I found it it was like from 1960 no it wasn't but for saying i was censoring censoring audio and i was just like it's hard censoring not unless our wonderful (laughs) listeners some great stuff straight up so i did find and it took them doing it took some doing didn't take any that sean strickland so you you set the sean strickland thing up okay sean strickland's up for for ufc Match uh, 297, and he's a middleweight champion. Sean Strickland's a middleweight champion, and he's going to box the South African Duplessis. He'll actually lose in a, a dispute. Did they already have it, or they're going to do it? Okay. Yeah, it's, it was really close, and everybody thought, oh, that Sean Strickland won, but they gave he, was it robbed. he was robbed. Um, but prior to that, they had him up for, for an interview. A media, well, had a media availability. A media availability, and so up in Canada, it's it's more fun to listen to conservatives debating the woke journalists. You can see uh, the conservative leader, Pierre Polyev, um, and he's just great at knocking him down. Oh, a little more politely. <laughs> than Strickland. Than, than so Chuck, so, uh, 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 well, it's, there's a lot of beeping in this, but so just if, if you're offended by beeping. Is it uh, beeping? The, well, the, yeah, I, I found it on YouTube where they kind of beeped it. Oh. Um, I, I told you. It was- See, he says it got on YouTube, so it's <laughs> no. still censored. All right. God. Well, anyway, if we could please play. This is what Chuck was talking about. The Only Strickland. she goes to a censorous source to get the uncensored thing. If we could please. We're getting censored anyway, <laughs> I mean, you guys, girls. If we could please play the Strickland soundbite. Of course I am. Are you part of the fucking opposition? Are you? Uh, uh, I don't know how to phrase that. You. I mean, you got to like fucking. Nah, yeah. Well, I did want to ask. Did you me. vote for Trudeau? Uh, you know, I'm not going to say. And, and let me tell you something right now. If a man says he's not going to say, like, if you ask him, oh, did you vote for Biden? He's like, well, I'm not going to say. That's none of your business. He voted for fucking Biden. Sean, so, I'm, hey. Sean, I'm glad you've had great experience. So this is, this is what I'm talking about, you guys. The enemy. The enemy of Canada. 
That's what it's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I'd... Oh, look, another, another... I'm saying the, the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You become a champion, you become a star, and then someone... Let me ask you something. Are you, are you, are you gay? No, are you... Let me know, are you gay? Can I hear, can I get an answer? Well, no, I'm asking, I'm, this is a part of the, are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay, you'd be like, oh, man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh, man, well, you, dude, you're a weak f***ing man, dude. You're like, you're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, with you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone and, and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts, you ask me some stupid shit like that, go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. <laughs> And it gets better. It gets better. We didn't get to see the second part. It gets better when he tries to stand up for tranny rights. Uh, and then at the end, he says, I don't mind gay people. Just don't shove it on the kids. <laughs> well, and here's, a, again, good news. I was looking for good news. That would have been, I would even say three years ago, that would have been harder to do. Now he does it. And instead, everybody loves him, right? I mean, that reporter didn't love him. And some people were all, uh, all you know. Um, and then if this is from Thomas. I'm an ally of the community. Ally. <laughs> and then Charlene says, no wonder you tried to censor Julie. I felt <laughs> to censor it. She did. <laughs> she did. To spread fake and news. And so the next night, that was on Friday, Saturday comes the, the big match and so forth. And there's a 20,000 people stadium. It's the biggest one in, I think, Canada. It's very big. Well, yeah, Canada. Oh, nice. um, and and as, as they come in, they all start chanting, F you Trudeau. After all 20,000. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, but they've got the Brandon part. I mean, it was just enormous. And the good news is a guy like that has realized, though, if you stand up and you speak back, right, and you, you refuse to be, you know, and you, you call those people what they are, that, again, there are way more people that agree with Strickland um, on, like, you know, shut up, stupid reporter. Right? Why are you? I'm here to do an MMA fight, right? It's like, what? A- so after the fight, the next day they interviewed uh, the head of, of – uh, Ultimate Fighting. What is his name? I'm not up on my Ultimate Fighting guys. Oh, it's no. a bald guy. Um, but the guy said, you get Not a... the rock. No, 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 oh. no. This is the owner of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I should remember. But the uh, reporter asked, you give a long leash to fighters at the UCC microforum, and, and you allow them to say a lot. And the guy said, time out. I don't have leashes. There are no leashes on the fighter. Different kind of deal. Yeah, it's called free speech. They get to think whatever they want. And he said, you know, Strickland was sitting up with a couple of gay women on the side of the, He didn't care. And they didn't care what Strickland thought. He said, it's called free speech. I go, well, maybe I'll move on. I go, good move. <laughs> And that is so. There you had the uncensored, censored, yeah, partially censored, <laughs> partial. I want to thank Todd Watkins for coming on. Yeah, that was great to hear his explanation there. Um, That'll do it for us on this day. Thank you to everybody on Zoom. Remember, you can catch all of our shows at chuckandjulie.com. Thank you to Thomas and everybody there at BBS. And we will see you on Wacky Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday. Wednesday. Have a great start of your week.